Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Today's a very special podcast because it's our 50th. Yay! (laughs) And I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm joined today by my silly husband, Dewey. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, cat fans, and thank you for listening to all 50 episodes, and we look forward to you listening to the next 50. We'd like to hear from you. There will be a test. At 100, we will be going back and doing a test. That would be good. So, for all of those listening, thank you. For all of those uh, that haven't uh, told us a little bit about you and your cat and your situation, please feel free to contact us and give us some good insight. So, today, I want you to talk about your behavior consultations, Molly. Okay. I think it would be helpful for people who are thinking about hiring you for a consult to know what to expect. That's a good idea. So where do you want to start? Let's start with when should someone think about hiring you? Well, if your cat behavior problem persists after you try several different things on your own, would be a good time to reach out. So tell us how that works. Well, the first thing that I want people to do is to go to the website, catbehaviorsolutions.org, and find the initial consult form on the website and fill that out. It's kind of lengthy, but it gives me information I need to know what to follow up with and to know if I can help you and, and things like that. And then I usually follow up by email. That comes to me by email. And then I follow up with you by email to confirm a date and to confirm whether you want to have an on-site or a virtual consultation. So which is better? Well, they're different. I I think as far as better, I think an on-site consultation is, is better for me because I find that I'm real intuitive about cats, but a lot of that intuition happens when I'm in the presence of them rather than watching them through, you know, through your phone or, or that kind of thing on, on a screen. So I'd say I get more information if I'm actually on site with you observing. Is one more expensive than the other though? Yes. So I do, I do charge more, a, a larger fee for the on site consultation. Um, because, you know, it takes more time. Obviously, I have to travel to get there. Um, I do I do charge for travel time. So if you are within 20 minutes of drive from me, then that's included in the fee. I charge a dollar for every minute of travel time above 20. Assuming you're not having me come out in rush hour, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the case time, you know, is, is about the is about the same. I mean, it, it takes about the same amount of time for on-site versus virtual. Sometimes if I'm on-site, we get into a lot more in-depth on things. And 
you know, it can run can run long, whereas virtual can be a little a little shorter. So, so yes, to answer your question, yes, on-site is more expensive than virtual. Yeah, but the, as you mentioned, there's there's a lot more value in being having you right there where you can see the environment, see how the cat behaves, and see things that probably through somebody else's eyes they wouldn't know what to see, like a trained well, professional. <laughs> exactly. Which you are. And, you are the and, trained you know, professional. I, I mentioned drive time, but, you know, if I'm not local – you're more than welcome to send your private jet after me and fly me in. I'm very happy to take those cases. And, <laughs> and also, by the way, I'd be there too. <laughs> my bag boy, my litter box boy. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I'm, we, we, we are near big airports. So, you know, me flying in on, on Southwest is usually pretty affordable and, I don't have any trouble, you know, jumping on a plane and, and going down and back. Obviously, travel expenses are on you. But if you're close, I can probably get there and fly me in and out in a day and no overwrite, overnight expenses. So, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to do on-site consults anywhere you are. Awesome. So let's talk about how do they pay you? So I like to ask for 50% upfront. And uh, that should be paid at least 48 hours before our consult date. And you can pay me however you like. I mean, obviously, ahead of time, you can either mail me a check. Those are made out to Cat Behavior Solutions. Or you can pay by credit card or PayPal on our website. There's a a donate button up there. Um, PayPal waives their fees to me because Cat Behavior Solutions is a 501c3 nonprofit. So I don't have any preference. A lot of people say, well, let me pay you by check because you won't have the credit card processing fees, but we don't get charged those. So whatever is easiest for you. And, um, and I always send a receipt um, for use for your tax filing also. So how long do you spend on each consult? Well, it, it depends. Um, if, if I'm actually on site, um, well, let's just talk about how much time I spend on a consult. So whether it's virtual or online, either one, there's no time limit to the case length. So a lot of times um, behavior specialists will charge and say, okay, this is for 90 minutes and then I'm going to charge you more for every 30 minutes thereafter I'm out. And and some people say my fees cover up to four weeks of follow-up. I don't really have a, a limit on that. You, you know, you communicate with me as long as you're having that problem until we get the problem resolved. So there is no case length limit. I do usually only make one on-site visit. So if there are things that are happening, you know, cats, I don't know, pooping outside the litter box or peeing or there's fighting or there's whatever, usually I ask you to take video of those episodes because me showing up and actually catching that in the process is probably rare anyway. So take video, take photos, and then we have virtual follow-up calls as needed. Um, I usually tell people to expect to spend a couple of hours if I'm on site, at at least a couple of hours. And about 90 minutes on a virtual call, I find they do take uh, a little less time. And it it all depends on the complexity of the case. You know, if it's a 
litter box issues, sometimes those can be relatively simple to diagnose and, and decipher what's going on. And aggression cases, cases take a lot longer. So what should someone do to prepare for a consult? Well, before we meet, you need to make sure that you don't have any deliveries or contractors or visitors scheduled, you know, to to come in and interrupt during our consult time. You should prepare a list of any questions or concerns that you wish to address that are, you know, different than maybe what you expressed on the initial consult form. My consults are very informal and uh, and just conversational, so there's no need for anybody to be nervous. And keep your home and your things as is, because I'm coming to assess your pet, not your home. It, it shouldn't be like, you know, we all tidy up before the housekeeper comes, and I don't have to do that. <laughs> so just leave everything the way that it is as your cat lives there normally. If you have um, vet you know, uh, vet reports or particularly like blood work or lab work for your cat. Be sure to get that out so that I can look at that while I'm there. And then 10 minutes before I show up, prepare your cat's favorite, just super yummy treats. I recommend you try getting some shaved turkey or maybe a jar of chicken baby food for this appointment. Um, Toys that they like, you know, if you have interactive wand toys or the cat's favorite toys that they like to play with get those out so that I can I can see those and don't feed them a large meal you know at least a couple hours prior to when I come because I'd rather have the cats hungry when when we're meeting rather than just full and sleeping and not interested in this at all and then of course if you're free feeding dry food be sure to take that up a couple hours prior to the appointment time also. So is the preparation different for a virtual consultation as it is to you going to someone's home? Yeah, they'll need to make sure that they have a stable internet connection and they're on a mobile device with a good camera so that they can virtually take me around the home and show me the cats and the cats' resources. Typically, I will use Skype, but I can also use Zoom and sometimes I'll even do a, a Facebook video chat. We we have to be friends on Facebook, so I just tell people find me and send me a friend request. That's that's fine by me. So, do you interact with the cats? Yeah, sometimes. You know, not all times though. I've I've had consults with cats that are super super shy, and you know, this side of feral, and they'll hide. You know, when me or anybody else comes in, but I find that a lot of cats, people will say, well, my cat's really shy. He's probably not going to come out and see me. And like today, I was on a consult. They had four cats, and they said, well, you probably won't see this one because she's really shy. And she came right up to me and was one of the first cats to actually greet me at the door and kind of hung out, and we, we became buds at the end. They said, wow, this is really unusual. She doesn't like anybody. As soon as someone's in, she... She leaves. And I had one yesterday, same thing. She said, well, you may not see her because she'll run and hide in the closet. And um, I found her and we became friends. And so even your shy cats will often come out and and see me. I kind of have that. I have a big bag of tricks for one thing that I bring with me that cats seem quite intrigued with. Um, And so when I'm there, another thing I do to interact with the cats, you know, if if it's a situation where... I'm going to recommend that you take the cat for walks on a leash and a harness. 
you know, I'll recommend getting the harness on your cat and how we might go through that process. We'll walk the cat around the house, maybe outside if they're used to that. I show you how to pray play with your cat, using your cat, and sometimes my toys, sometimes your toys. And then I also demonstrate clicker training while I'm there as well. So we'll use those treats that you've prepared to, um, you know, to teach the cat something. Today, I taught a cat to sit up in just the time that I was there. And they were really pleased with that. So we can do have all kinds of fun interacting with the cats. I love to interact with the cats. But um, sometimes the cats are too nervous and shy to want to interact with me. Well, so... How does the actual consult flow? So we start by discussing the cat's history. You know, when you got it, where you got it from, how old it was. Did it have a mommy and siblings or was it a, you know, solo cat? And, you know, and then we talk about the behavior history of the cat. So when did the cat start doing this thing that you don't want it to do? And, you know, how often does it happen and those kinds of things. And then we go look at the cat's environment. We look at all the resources, the litter boxes, the food bowls, the water bowls, the toys, the cat trees, all the things that are the cat's stuff. We look at that. We talk about what that cat's schedule is like what is that cat's day in the life of the cat like from morning to when you get up to when you go to bed what happens with that cat and then you know we watch the interaction with the other cats in the house if if there are other cats or dogs and people and then we'll discuss once I've kind of heard everything and asked a zillion questions and have a pretty good idea about what's going on then I usually tell you what's going on and we discuss a management plan and and what to do to behavior modification plan and then we practice skills so you know I'll teach you how to you know how to pray play correctly teach you how to click or train teach you how to walk your cat on a leash and all those things so we'll have you practice the skills and then I, I make recommendations for going forward and and of course following them is totally up to you <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Can the, it's kind of so, like when you go to the doctor and he tells you you got to eat better. Well, you know that's lands on you. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to go on a diet. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> diet? For God's sake, I, I love the way that happens. So go on a diet. Which one? <laughs> you know. Okay, so uh, another question is: Is can the client expect the cat's behavior to change after a consult? Well, I can't change a cat's personality, but I can show you ways to interact with your cat that will reduce the behavioral issue and and help you to create a lower stress environment so that the cats feel more safe and, and act in ways that are more natural to their species. You know, typically all that results in a cat's personality blossoming, but not really changing. So, you know, if it's a inherently shy cat, it's probably not going to be bold and gregarious, you know, after our consult. It's just like people, you know, people, people have personalities and characters, but then they have habits and behaviors. And so you can, you can potentially change someone's behaviors, but you're not going to actually change that person's personality. And it's the same with cats. So do you send follow-up instructions or notes back to the client? 
I I do email a a recap of our consult, but I also give a little notepad and ask that you take notes because, you know, for a couple reasons. First of all, it you know science supports the fact that people retain information better and learn more if they write down things rather than just read them. So that exercise helps you to remember what to do. And then it's also immediate. So I might get back to my office and get interrupted. It might be 24 hours before I actually have the time to send a behavior recap to you. And so by you taking notes, you can go that day and you know purchase new things if you need to start planning and working down your list. Because most people are ready to take action you know, right when I leave and, and they have to go, okay, now what did she say about this and that and the other? So it's much more much more immediate if the client takes their own notes. But I, I do also send a follow-up to the to the consult. You know, this is great. Just another great episode that you put on here, Molly. And I can see now that um, this is a great thing to send out to people maybe ahead of time to get them to listen to the podcast and, you know, get some information prior to thinking about you know, uh, bringing you out there. So thank you for another great episode. And I hope those people that are listening to this podcast, if you're having difficulty having cat behavior problems or issues at home, you should reach out to Molly for help because she really has made lots of changes. Her passion is to keep the cats in the home. And as she has mentioned many times, it's the behavior problems that she can help you with. And any issues physically the vet can help you with so she can help you determine all of that and she's really good at that so and it's her passion so give it reach out to her if you think you're having uh, some issues with your cat if you have ever learned something uh, from the cat talk radio or from Molly's consult please uh, consider sending us a tip uh, or a gratuity donation it helps to cover the expenses in producing this podcast these things sometimes you know, take a lot of time to get prepared and, and to get underway. So we'd appreciate that. Molly provides lots of resources that might help your problem. She provides this weekly podcast about cat behavior advice and education. She also gives you an infor- information-rich blog, which is on the website. Your, your posts on Facebook are very informative And you know what? Find Cat Behavior Solutions and like the page because, you know, we like the likes. So give us some more of those. (laughs) (laughs) We count those on a regular basis. So bring it on and give us some good likes out there. Uh, Molly also provides a great store with Cat Behavior products. Um, Cat Behavior Boutique is at catbehaviorsolutions.org, not .com, it's .org, catbehaviorsolutions.org. Find it, go to the boutique, look and shop for some some great gifts for your cat. It is Christmas time, even the kitties like a little something under the tree. So (laughs) go out there and try to find some items and Molly also often holds educational seminars and speaking engagements at shelters and rescues. So you can help uh, keep all of this information flowing by taking it, making, not taking, making a tax deduction donation to Cat Behavior Solutions through the donate button on the website. What do you think of that, Molly? I think you summed all that up very well. Thank you. 
And we're going to keep doing this. You know, I, I, as you said, I put a lot of time and resources into this, into getting information out about cat behavior and also an extreme amount of time at shelters and with rescue groups and helping other organizations pass information along to their adopters and fosters and things like that. So anything you can do to help join, please do so. And we do this because shelter euthanasia is still the number one cause of death in cats. And as long as that's the case, we're going to keep purring on. And you do the same. And until next time, just keep calm and purr on. We'll see you next time. Next time. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.